Hey everybody, I'm Enoch Fossum. And I'm Austin Ivey, and you're listening to the What About Therapy podcast. What about therapy? All right, welcome to episode 69. We made it. We finally made it. We're here. <laughs> um, it's been a while. It has been a while. It's, I guess I have one explanation. Um, I, I've talked about my dad before, um, and the reason that um, we were gone for so long is, um, my dad passed away, um, back in November and, um, he'd been sick for a while. Um, he'd just been dealing with cancer, um, since October of 2018. And, uh, yeah, he just, he got really sick pretty quickly, um, towards the end of 2022 and just, uh, went downhill pretty quickly. We weren't expecting him to pass. Um, but right after Thanksgiving, he just, he went into the ICU and just went downhill pretty quickly and we had to say goodbye to him. But, um, yeah, that's really the reason why we've been taking some time off that and pretty in- intense finals that we had to do. Both of us, we had a pretty busy yeah, December. Semester. Yeah, we both had a pretty busy December in that way. And just the combination of, um, me losing my dad, it's just been a, just been a hectic time for, for me. And I know the same for Enoch with school and both of us for school really. So we apologize about it, but we're, um, we're kicking back into it. I think yeah. we're, we're planning on going from here on out one episode a week before we've done like one yeah. and then two, one and two, but, um, we're both pretty busy with, with school going forward for the next yeah. year or so. Just, yeah, we're in the final stretch. Yeah. Enoch has a couple more semesters. I have about so. four more. So we both have about, I have a year left. Enoch has just a couple more semesters and, um, we're getting there and we're just going to plug along a, probably like one episode a week is about yeah. what we'll be able to, to handle with our, with our full-time work, full-time school schedules, but we're, we're dedicated to making some <laughs> yeah, good content. Part-time we have podcasters. some part-time podcasters. We have some cool stuff coming up though. We have some people yeah. that we do have planned to come on the podcast Some really cool. Um, some just some guests. We have one that's already scheduled for the end of this month. And then, um, some couple other people that we want to get scheduled. So we're trying to get more, I don't know, interviews, whatever you want to call them, like guest stars, guest yeah. podcasters yeah. on people that just want to come on and share what they have to say about mental health. And so expect that in the future, right? We want to have a lot more of that in, like starting here in 2023, just getting more people on people that can bring a different like perspective of mental health and therapy and just, I don't know, psychology too. So yeah. expect that. And we're, we're really excited about the people we have coming on. So it'll be, a, it'll be a good year this year. Yeah, it'll be fun. And I think our podcast is slowly going to turn into, we have a guest on every week. That'd be the mm-hmm. goal. That's what we want right to be of, at. Cause I mean, the whole point of this podcast is to help as many people as we can and talk about really as much as we can underneath the therapy umbrella to be able to help just help people in general. And so there are people out there that know a lot more than we do, especially about, I mean, just different topics. And so we're going to try and get the experts on here and, and talk about that, which is going to be really fun. So yeah, this is going to be a good year. Yeah. I'm excited for it. You're going to have some not experts, just people that have some cool perspectives on what mental Mm -hmm. health means to them and their journeys through, struggling with not even struggling with but just handling their mental state and like things they do to help them and it's just going to be a good journey we're all going to learn together so we're excited about that just to have yeah. more people on and just hopefully you guys don't get tired of hearing our voices but <laughs> now you won't have to get tired of hearing our That's voices because right. we'll have more yeah diverse voices on the podcast coming up soon yeah it'll be cool we're gonna have different people like austin was saying that either have like gone through therapy themselves and it was their experience so hopefully be able to help it help you if you're thinking about going to therapy right now, help you see that, you know, maybe, Hey, well, it's really not that bad, you know, from different people's perspectives that have gone through yeah. therapy or just gone through really crappy situations and what they did to go through those. Mm-hmm. 
It'll be and good. to get through them. We're so. excited about it. Yeah, it'll be fun. <clears throat> and we're back to the grind. So back to the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Everyone. Dad, happy birthday. It's my dad's birthday. I saw that on Facebook. I'm friends with Greg oh, on did? Facebook. Yeah, I oh, got nice. an today. Nice. Happy <laughs> birthday, John. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're going to jump right into it. We are going to be talking about cognitive fusion slash diffusion today. And we've talked about this a lot. I don't know if we've actually done a full episode on it, have we? I don't know that we've... I think we've done diffusion, just like in general. I think we've talked about yeah. like... Um, we talked about this before because we've done whole episodes yeah. on acceptance and commitment therapy and you can't talk about act without talking about mm-hmm. cognitive fusion. So we've talked mm-hmm. about it, but, and I'm sure we could scroll through and find an episode on cognitive yeah. fusion, but we're both yeah. know more about it now. And so we're, we're bringing a new uh, perspective of what it is and how to apply it into your life. So either way, it's going to be like a new episode, whether yeah. we've done it before, because we both have a way different understanding um, of what it is and just simply how to apply it in the scope of therapy. Right. And honestly, cognitive diffusion is something that takes a lot of practice to actually do. And so I think the more exposure we all have to cognitive diffusion and learning how to do that, the better. Because it's it can be really hard. And uh, especially with those fused thoughts. Yeah. It can be difficult. And I guess since we've said the word a few times and we've said acceptance and commitment therapy, we, everyone who's listened to this podcast knows that we're both big into the modality of act which is just act a form junkies. of yeah it's it's a form of cognitive behavioral therapy which is traditional changing your thoughts changing your behaviors and overall change your your life and it's what's a form of that but much different um better better <clears throat> um to say the least i guess but um it focuses on um things like this not changing the way that you act but changing the way that you um, relate to the world around you and the way that you um, connect with things and people and feelings and emotions and things like that. And um, we'll read a definition from Russ Harris, one of the main proponents of, of what cognitive fusion is, what acceptance and commitment therapy is. He's written some amazing books that we've, we fangirled over many times, but we'll have them on the show. We have to get them on at some point. Um, but yeah, cognitive fusion in simplest terms is it's in the name itself is being fused with your with your cognitions essentially and effused with your feelings, meaning that everything that you feel and experience must be true or must be real. Mm-hmm. And so therefore that causes issues in the way that we relate to the fusion of a perceived feeling. Hopefully that doesn't yeah. get too confusing, but that's, that's like a pretty basic idea of what it is. Yeah. I mean, a simple example is it's dark. You're in your room, you hear, I don't know, <laughs> scratching under your bed <laughs> you think it's the monster under your bed and you fuse to that thought and what does that do it makes you feel really scared you can't sleep your heart rate increases you start sweating all that stuff that's because you fused with that thought instead of taking a step back and saying oh it's actually just my fan blowing a paper that's ribbing up against mm-hmm. my bed maybe that's happened to me before Maybe it's, happened, maybe it's happened to me too <laughs> multiple times or when you look down the stairs after running up the stairs when you turn out the lights and you're convinced that you see a face staring up back at you and then dude, it's a demon and that is like heck stuff. no dude getting the chills literally yeah no I, thanks back in my parents house that was a real issue because like <clears throat> no way the kitchen was like um oh, well this is i mean side story i'll do it really quick i promise but when I was younger, like my parents house i'd get really dark in the kitchen at night just like not a lot of light came in from the moon because we had like yeah um like shades and stuff like that would block out light from the outside so it got really dark downstairs so when you ran up the stairs it was terrifying especially Jeez, as a kid dude. and um 
going upstairs, I'd like, do, 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 like run up the stairs. And everyone yeah. in my family did it besides like my dad. He was the only <laughs> one that wasn't afraid of the fake demons that lived downstairs. <laughs> but ever since my dad has passed, like my mom is, is also said she'd have to run up the stairs because she was afraid. Yeah. But ever since my dad has passed, um, she doesn't feel afraid of like the darkness downstairs anymore. Huh. So take that as you will and whatever you That's believe cool. in spiritually. But yeah, um, yeah but yeah, I, I feel that like the fusion of there's something down there. It's going to get me. And it's yeah. really just a dark, empty kitchen with <laughs> nothing in it. Maybe the yeah. dog was sleeping on their bed in the kitchen and that's literally it. But it's so easy to believe what we think and get completely fused to it. And that is yeah. the only truth. And that's something that the, like we're pulling from an article that's pulling from a Russ Harris book um, called yeah. Act, Act Made Simple. So the article is from habitsforwellbeing.com, but most of the article is them just quoting Russ Harris. So right. By quoting Russ Harris, it says in this article that um, in the the book Act Made Simple, Dr. Harris says that cognitive fusion basically means that our thoughts dominate our behaviors. In the state of cognitive fusion, we are Velcroed, fused, or attached to the thoughts and or beliefs. We can be so caught up in them, like on automatic pilot is what um, Russ Harris says in his Australian accent. (laughs) We forget that we are just thinking rather than it being fake or just a feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, we forget that and we, we believe it wholeheartedly and we buy into it. And, um, Russ Harris calls it a bit like Groundhog Day that it's, yeah. we, we get caught up in these loops of, we believe it. And so it is, we believe it. And so it is no matter how ridiculous it is. So, yeah. And there are a few, a few examples he gives here of how, um, he says the state of fusion or thoughts can be, or seem like the absolute truth a command you have to obey, a rule you have to follow, a threat you need to get rid of as soon as possible, something that's happening right here and now, even though it's about the past or future. So things like you know PTSD and things like that. It's part of cognitive diffusion. Something very important that requires all your attention and something you won't let go of even if it worsens your life. So things like addictions. So let's talk about how to identify cognitive fusion because all of you have had some sort of cognitive diffusion. For others, it's worse, and others, it's not so bad. But either way, I 100% believe that you, yes, you, even though you're, what was it, shaking, nodding, shaking your head shaking no? Shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> shaking your head no. Yes, you. It's happening. You have experienced cognitive fusion, and you probably experienced it today in yeah. some shape or form. And yeah. I promise you that. And especially after we go through these and identify what it actually is. Yeah. So we'll go. I'll do one. You do one. Yeah. Let's do type it. Type of thing. So here are six key areas of your life that cognitive fusion can happen in. So the first one is rules. So rules that you have in your relationship, your life, uh, work. What essentially stories are running your life. Like what's your narrative um, about how you're supposed to think, feel, or behave. You can think of these as the shoulds. What shoulds do you have in your life? What kind of people should on you all the time? Like you should do this. You should do that. You must have this. That's right. That's wrong. Remember, there's no right and wrong. There's helpful, unhelpful for the most part. Sure, we can make an argument where there's right and wrong another day. Key phrases, I shouldn't or I should. If those are things that you are saying, take a step back and say, hold on. Do I really need to do this? Or why am I shooting on myself? That's what I always say when I say should. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa, where does this come from? Why am I shooting on myself right now? That's number one. 
Exactly. And then um, on top of that, like with rules, I've, I've talked about this before. I think I talked about it with my wife. She'd probably be shaking her head if she was listening to this, but I, cause I talk about <laughs> it so much. But um, humans are not computers. And I'll explain yeah. that because computers are really good with rules. Like you tell it to do one thing and it will do that thing. It'll always live by that rule. And whether that be a rule or like a should or a shouldn't, like mm-hmm. the computer should do this and that's how it's supposed to run. That Like it has a coding algorithm and it will follow that. Like we both work in the software realm. We work for a software company and um, our software is really good for rules. It yeah. will do the same thing over and over again. It should and shouldn't do certain things and it's going to follow what you tell it to do. Humans are not computers. We don't, humans aren't good with rules when it comes to the rules that we give ourselves and the rules that we need to live by. Yeah. And we develop rules for ourselves through trauma and through experiences and through just cognitive distortions in general. We give ourselves rules that I should do this. I should work out. I shouldn't work out. I should reach out to this person. I should say this to that person. And in reality, we need to be more flexible than that. We need to be able to understand that life isn't so black and white. Life isn't so, life is very gray when it comes to the human experience. Yeah. And so that is a huge proponent of ACT is that you need to develop cognitive flexibility. I think that's what it's called. It's been so long since I've talked about mm-hmm. it. Holy crap. Cognitive right. flexibility. Yep. The ability to flex in your th- in your thoughts and your thinking as well as flex, not flex like your muscles, but um, bend, I should say, bend and be, f- be flexible in the way that you relate to the world and the way that you relate to your own rules mm-hmm. that you give yourself. So yep. huge yep. tangent there. Um, Next one, reasons. So things that another like key proponent of what cognitive fusion is. So what reasons do you say as to why change is not possible? What do you tell yourself? Russ Slash Harris. excuses. Exactly, right? And that's what Russ Harris talks a lot about in his book, um, The Happiness Trap. Um, he calls this the dictator. What reasons does the dictator give you? So the party, mm-hmm. the, the voice in your brain, the voice in your head that says you can't do this, you shouldn't do this. Um, so do you say I'm too busy or too tired? Maybe it's too hard. I don't have enough blank, or maybe I'll get hurt. If you fuse with these types of thoughts, it can hold you back from the changes that you want to make in your life. So basically when you fuse to excuses and everyone, everyone, Mm -hmm. I, I will dumb down this or maybe make this phrase more appropriate, but excuses are like feet. We all have them and they stink. Yeah. And so, um, (laughs) there's a different word that replaces feet that my dad would always say, but, um, We'll stick with feet because it's more appropriate. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so another thing that we fuse to is the excuses we give ourselves. And that's kind of yeah. goes with rules. Excuses are kind of like rules, but we all have them and they just we can't get fused to them because they'll just rule our lives and they'll become excuses over time. Yeah, and I mean this one, this can be a big one for me sometimes because like depending on the day, I can be really tired and I try to go to the gym every day. But some days after work, I'm like, I'm just too tired mm. but it's because i've been sitting down all day so naturally you're going to be tired you know and so <laughs> and i know that and when i get up and move i feel better but yet sometimes i'm like yeah i'm not going to the gym and, and i just take a nap instead there's a good um, example that russ harris gives in the happiness trap book where he says that he uses that example i think it's like working out or something yeah. like that or going to yeah. work and he talks about how like you feel fused to the thought that i can't get out of bed i just can't right. i could not be bothered to get out of bed it's impossible yeah. i I'm too tired. But if someone were to throw a, a bag of snakes into your bed, you'd get out of bed. You'd jump out you'd of jump bed. You'd jump out of bed. Or if yeah. the fire alarm went off, you'd get out of bed. Yeah. Or if um, your wife or spouse started screaming in the other room because of some reason, you would bolt out of bed. It's just that you're fused to the thought and giving yourself an excuse as to why you can't get out of bed and you don't have the urgency or the value to mm-hmm. get out of bed. And that's part mm-hmm. of 
value exercises and acceptance and commitment therapy we won't get into, but that's a big proponent of that is not enough value in the reason to do the thing. And so therefore you fuse to a, an excuse. Right. Got to be value driven, baby. Exactly. Okay. Number three, judgments. All human beings judge and judging can be something that, that saves you. Oh, yeah. You judge a snake that looks poisonous. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch it. Or a cliff that you shouldn't walk too closely. Yeah. Right. Or is that, can I trust this person you exactly, know, in the yeah. workplace or in your relationships? Like you have to make certain judgments like that to make really big decisions in your life. Mm-hmm. And there are also other judgments that aren't helpful. And this is more judgments of yourself. So things like I'm too fat. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to be a good therapist. I'm not going to be uh, good at my job. I'm bad at my job. I'm a terrible spouse. You know, things like that. When we fuse to those, you can just see, I mean, why that's going to be unhelpful in the first place. And I would say when we have judgments like that, like I'm too fat, then our dictator comes in with those reasons saying, you know, if you do want to go work out because you say, I'm too fat, you have a tiny little hint of saying, oh, maybe go work out or try and eat less food or eat better. That dictator says, ah, but why bother? I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. And so they just feed off each other. And so you can see that that right there, that's a negative feedback loop. And you can fall into that that uh, trench, which it makes it really hard to change when you do fall into that. When you're fused to, I'm too fat or I'm not good enough, then what's going to be your drive to change? Like, I don't blame you for not wanting to change if that's a thought that you're really fused to. Like, that you, you, you genuinely feel like you cannot change. I don't blame you for not trying because that's a really powerful thought to be fused to. And I think you bring up a good point too that even if the, the thought is true, like let's say yeah. and this is the true versus helpful thing that we've talked about yeah. a billion times, but let's say you really are a little overweight. Well, let's say that's true. So yeah. a lot of people are in America and it's okay if you are like that's, it's, you can be healthy and still be overweight. Like it doesn't matter, but let's say you are and you have the, maybe the, <clears throat> excuse me, the goal to lose some weight, just become more fit. Awesome goal. Um, being fused to the thought I need to lose weight or being fused to the thought I'm too fat. And then I need to lose weight is not a terrible thought to have. It's a good thing to lose weight and become more healthy. Yeah. Um, it's not necessary always, but it is healthy to think that way. But it's not healthy to be fused to that. There's a difference between thinking something and being fused to the thinking. Being fused is that it drives all of your behaviors. Everything you do, think of it as like grasping something with a tight fist rather than just simply observing it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the yeah. distinction that Russ Harris makes is yeah. that when we are fused to something... We grip to it into a point where it hurts our hand and we mm-hmm. get our muscles get tired and that's the whole anxiety burnout because we're so obsessed with this thing and it's cognitive diffusion is taking that step back and letting go of that thing and simply observing it as a thing that you want to enjoy or a thing that you want to implement into your life rather than squeezing it, holding on to it for dear life. Yeah. And that that's what cognitive diffusion is. So hopefully that's starting to develop in everyone's brains of what that is. But the next cognitive fusion that you could find yourself in is is fusing with your past and so this could take a lot of forms but in this little article here it says are you still fused with past mistakes missed opportunities or failures so this is your traditional like ruminations are you fused to that one time you said that one thing to that one coworker and you cringed 
and they probably forgot about it, but you've been <laughs> thinking about it for the past 10 years. Yeah. And yeah. that is a form of cognitive fusion is yeah. rumination. And that's a very common one that a lot of anxiously attached people tend to find themselves getting into. And so yeah. I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people listening have experienced a cognitive fusion with, with the, with their past quote unquote mistakes, their perceived mistakes. Yeah. So like for, here's an example. Yesterday I was at the gym and uh, this guy I know at the gym, we just, you know, know each other at the gym. I went to high school with his sister-in-laws. Um, anyway, he came up to me and was like, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. How was your holiday? I was like, good. I went to my wife's house. I had one headphone in. And when I have one headphone in and my other out, I cannot think. Like, mm-hmm, me I need to hear fully, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of slur my words and just like miss words. And so I said, <laughs> I went to my wife's house. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, where's your wife live? I said, her parents are from Richfield. And so I could just imagine the conversation from his end, like, what? Like, he, that... pr- he probably connected the dots. I mean, yeah. you know, it, her parents are from Richfield, so we I went to her parents' house. Her childhood home, but yeah. But he's like, all right, man, well, see ya. Good luck with the workout. And then for the next, like, five minutes, I was like, what did what I did just I... say? It's like, idiot. Stupid, stupid, um, stupid. No, literally, I was fused to that thought for like five minutes. And I was a little embarrassed. And then that was it. I'm like, okay, like that's just, that's dumb. Let's move on. <laughs> I now know, don't talk with one headphone in. Take it out. <laughs> Take it out when engaging with another Take human. it out and engage fully with the human being or you're going to slur some words. And, and say something and, really weird. And say something that's me weird. Too. I do that at work all the time. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, so don't, uh, yeah, fusing with those past, those past thoughts or... I don't know, past things that you've done. There's really no point. It's unhelpful. No That's point. really what it comes down to. You can learn from your past, but it doesn't mean you need to fuse or ruminate on it for too long because it'll be unhelpful. There's a reason the rear view mirror is so small in a car. It's helpful to yeah. be there, but it's not the main point of what you're doing. That's what the windshield is right. for, the looking windshield. forward. Yeah, yep. I love that. All right, the fifth one here is the future. This is where anxiety comes future. into play. So how are you fusing with the future? Are you worrying or fantasizing about the future? Maybe even caught up in all the things you have to do. I can get this way with work or with school, mm-hmm. especially working full-time and going to school full-time. It can get pretty crazy if you fuse to, if like if I fuse to my schedule for this week. It's like, oh, frick, I have 20 assignments due by Sunday. And this client at work has been super annoying and, trying to get my attention and needs some hand-holding, you know, things like that. Like it can be, it can cause a lot of anxiety. But when you take a step back again and diffuse, and we'll talk a little bit about that. This episode's more of, more of fusion. More of fusion. Maybe we'll yeah. just do like a, a episode next week about defusion. Yeah, maybe that'd be good. Yeah, because we don't want to take an hour and a half of your precious time. <laughs> maybe that's a good idea, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, fusing with the future, that's if if anxiety is something you deal with, then try and identify the thoughts that are making you anxious because most likely you're fused with those thoughts and you're believing those to be true, even though it's in the future. I don't yeah. know how you can relate that to a car, how you can see the future, but maybe Looking in a too Tesla. too far down the road, probably. Like some people. Too far, sure. If you were to look, let's say you're driving on a straight road, like the, the drive between like... um when you're driving to like St. George or Las Vegas from like Utah Valley and there's yeah. like just that one straight road 
this goes on forever. Like if you look too far down the road, you might miss something like a car who's braking right in front of you. Yeah, true. And then there you go. something crazy happens. Same thing yeah. with like any state sure. street or like even the freeway. Like if you're looking too far ahead at the exit that's three miles down the road, there's still three miles of road between you and that exit. And so, yeah, it might be good to pay attention to things com- coming up so you can make plans for it. But you have to make sure that you're the main focus of your attention to the things right in front of you, things that are happening right now, the right. part of the road that your tires are currently attached to. Right. And that, make that analogy on your own. I think it's pretty easy to do that. But stay grounded. Keep your yeah. feet on the sidewalk, if that yeah. makes sense. Oh, hi, Zuko. He came to say he something? <laughs> jumped up on here. <laughs> what do you have to say? Nice. Me too. It's stellar. All right. I think the only other thing that like like a good analogy that I like from Russ Harris is his analogy. Do you know the analogy of like dropping the rope? Is it talk mm-hmm. about? Yeah, because yeah, he basically draws this analogy between your problem and you and the space in between you. And so imagine the problem, the thing that you're worried about. So let's say that um, how about it's a cognitive distortion about the way you look. It's I'm too fat. Yeah. Right. And that monster is standing right in front of you. It's scary. It has horns. And it the has fat monster. The fat monster. And it has a sign across its, or it's wearing a t-shirt that says, I'm fat. And you just stare at that and it's right there. And there's nothing you can do about it because it's there. And that's the way that you think and the way that you feel. Yeah. You can't change the way you think and the way that you feel. It's just the way that it is. That's one thing that's different between CBT and ACT is that there's no reason to change things. It's just to change the way you relate to them. And so yeah. we do that by dropping the rope and i guess i forgot to draw this part of the analogy (laughs) is that we are in a in a way in a tug of war with that monster in front of us there's a rope there's like a little gap in between us like a cliff and then there's a rope we're both grasping to that rope going back and forth like i'm not fat yeah you are i'm not fat yeah you are maybe Mm -hmm. i am and you just go back and forth and you're trying to win that tug of war with the with the monster when in reality all you have to do is just drop the rope and not participate in the tug of war and just observe the fact that, yeah, okay, I have these thoughts. There's nothing I can do about that. The monster is there. But I don't have to let that monster pull me into the cliff. I can just yeah. drop the rope. That, my hands aren't tied to the rope. That's literal fusion, thinking that your hands have to be on that your rope. Your hands are the rope. Your hands are the rope. Yeah. yeah. Like, even that far, like, they're tied to it. They're welded to it. Like, think of, like, a welded chain. Like, yeah. somehow you're welded to this rope be a good drawing if i was an artist you could draw that yeah i'm sure like be I, cool. maybe maybe i'll just learn how to draw and do that on a cover of a book <laughs> like fat monster <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you, you can drop it it's not always easy to right maybe you don't know that's what therapy is for and like self-help and reading and practice that's why you said at the beginning cognitive diffusion is not easy like dropping the yeah. rope is not easy but it's possible and it's necessary yeah that's what i would say about that yeah I agree. And the last part here is the self. So how are you describing yourself? How do you look at yourself? Do you view yourself as unworthy Mm. or are you weak? Are you not good enough? Or you say, I don't need help or I can't get help or I can't be helped. Things like that. So what are your judgments on yourself? Are you right? Are you wrong? You know, whatever it is. Um, what are those and are you fused to those and usually people with poor self-confidence are fused to those thoughts of self usually thinking to themselves thinking themselves as inferior or yeah. less than another human being yeah it's, so. it's weird i say this with the most careful way possible but 
self fusion, like cognitive fusion to yourself is a very basic form of narcissism and maybe not even narcissism. We can call egocentrism, but you're entirely focused on you and everything that you're experiencing, everything that you are or not, or are not and how bad you are or how good you are. Cause like, if you look at what narcissism is, the textbook and PD narcissistic personality disorder, they're the best thing to ever happen. They're no no one's better than them. They're so worthy. They are the best. No one can Mm -hmm. compare. It's like, um, what's his name? Gaston from, uh, Mm -hmm. um, feeding the beast. If we flip that on its head, a lot of people struggle with self-loathing. I'm the worst. No one's worse than me. How is that any different, you know? Yeah. So it's and not to say that you're a narcissist if you feel that way, but it's a narcissistic trait. And I think you have to recognize that um, there's more to life than just your experience and the way that you see the world. And your unique experience is extremely important to your value and what you, who you are as a person. But the same way that narcissists need to recognize that not everything is about them, yeah. people who deal with cognitive fusion about their self-loathing also need to know that it's not about them. Yeah. And that there's things outside of the world that they can experience. And that, and this is my existential belief that we heal by reaching outward and, and connecting with those around us and the world around us. Um, but yeah, it's, it's getting outside of that like form of egocentrism that can come along with um, cognitive fusion. It, it turns us into little egocentrists and thinking the world is about us and how not the world is about us, but that or even the world's against us. The world's against. How about that? Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to look at it. Yeah, the, 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 the world is out to get you. Everyone has it out for you. The world, this ominous, the world is out to yeah. get you. Yeah. So I think that's an important thing to realize is that you're not a narcissist if you have self-loathing tendencies, but recognize that. The, path, the physiology, the pathophysiology of it is similar, that you're thinking that this is all about me and my experience and that I'm the only one experiencing this and stuff of that nature. And yeah. End of rant with that. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. Um, and we'll just, we'll start closing up here next week. We will have an episode on cognitive diffusion. Mm-hmm. Um, but cognitive fusion is, is really, really interesting. There's a fact or a statistic out there that says... On average, the average human being spends about 47% of their daily thoughts outside of the present moment. Hmm. Interesting. And so only 53% of your actual thoughts are about what you're actually doing and where you actually are. And as I've gone through my life, like my day-to-day life, and as I've thought back after I saw that statistic, I was like, I can see how that's totally true. And oh, yeah. that's, that's the average person. Like there are people that could be 30, 30% in the present. Oh, yeah, that's like the, the middle of the bell yeah. curve. Then like there's right. people you that have, are constantly thinking about the future. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you can, you could probably spot those people that have either, you know, major depression, they're super in the past or major uh, anxiety. They're thinking about the future. They're just not present. So just think about that actually, as you go throughout this week, start to observe your thoughts and what you're doing, are you present? And half the amount of time, you're not going to be. Mm-hmm. And so a part of cognitive diffusion, a little teaser for you for next week, <laughs> is realizing that you can't be fully present all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. It's, it's not healthy. It's Yeah, it's you not shouldn't. healthy either. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we have an imagination for a reason. We can remember the past. We can remember the future. That we do need or a plan. We, yeah. We don't remember the future. That's that's deep. <laughs> that, that's deep. Wow. Think about that one. Um, but we're supposed to use our imagination. 
And it's actually really cool how when you're driving down the road, your brain's bored, so it entertains you and you think mm-hmm. about other things. Like that's that's cool. Yeah, and making plans it's for the future a, is important for success. Yep. And looking at your past and learning from your mistakes is good for personal growth. But right. It's a great yeah, tool. Exactly. But that's what it is. It's a tool. It's not meant to run your life. And so be thinking about that and try and be try and be more present this week, just in what you're doing. And yeah, you're probably gonna feel bored, honestly, especially if you've been living in the future of the past and you've been fused to these thoughts, it's going to be hard. But just stay with it. And you're going to feel like your brain's exercising because it is. Oh, you're really? forming more neural pathways, new neural pathways. And so stick with it, and it's going to get easier. And so try and be 54% present present on your day-to-day life rather than 53. And then the next day, shoot for 55. And then shoot for 56. Baby steps. Then eventually you'll be at like, I don't know what, Episode 69. A healthy, 69. A healthy balance would be, yeah, 69%. I don't know. Maybe like 80% present, 20% future. Yeah, who knows what the best. Maybe there's or, more research that needs yeah, to be done. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> no, I think avoid but, yeah. getting um, fused with presence and being yeah. fused with mindfulness because you can get yeah. fused to anything as helpful. Yeah. You can get fused to helpful things the same way that you can get fused with unhelpful things. And so don't get fused with being present because that will have the same results as being fused with something negative. And that's something that Russ Harris points out. And he's like, it's the weirdest contradiction in the world that you can get fused with everything in this book that I'm talking about are good things. And yeah. so, um, yeah, avoid the tendency to become so obsessed and so fused to this idea that I need to be present. I need to make sure that I'm present because yeah. that'll just have the exact opposite effect. And that's something that I just wanted to make sure to point out because it's it's easy to do that, especially when you're... right you're building those neural pathways and um, those neural connections are, are being made. It's easy to like make them in the wrong way right. and become obsessed with, um, with diffusion, I should say. Yeah. To end quote from Bruce Lee need to become water. <laughs> yes. <that's laughs> Be true. formless, shapeless, like water. Be flexible. Yeah. And that's what we'll talk about too. Maybe we'll do a little, little series, cognitive yeah. diffusion and some, um, Cognitive flexibility? Sure. Cognitive flexibility. That. <laughs> Those can, we'll, we could probably plan on doing an episode of both of them next week. We'll probably talk so much that it needs to be a separate episode yeah. <laughs> like we always do. But yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you all for listening so much. Really, we it means the world to us. This is It's been really fun for us to see the podcast grow. And, and we see you out there. So thank you. It's good to be back too. It's been a while. I missed it. Yeah. I didn't think I would as much as I did, but it's, it feels yeah, it good feels, to be back here. Yeah, it does feel good. So if you need anything... Let us know. Um, if you do want to be a guest, actually, if you have some experiences yeah, you want yeah. to talk about, like, let us know. You can um, Ooh, message <laughs> us on Instagram. We have our What About Therapy Instagram that we're not really active on that we need to do better at. Mm-hmm. And we will. But if you message us, we'll see it. And we'll right. You can message we just don't us, post. You can message us personally or on our uh, What About Therapy We'll both be notified on our site. phones. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, we'll talk to you next week as far as having specific days i think we're just gonna play it by ear every week honestly we'll get an episode out every week just it may not be the traditional every tuesday Tuesday. just we're busy with school and so we'll get it out and we promise to to try to get one episode out every week and something some life life things can happen yeah school's busy yeah school's busy anyway we'll talk to you next week see you guys what about what about therapy what about what about therapy what about what about therapy what about therapy? What about what about therapy? What about what about therapy? Yeah. What about what about therapy? What about what about therapy?
What about, what about therapy? What about, what about, 